Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. How the heck are you bastards doing? You bastards, how you doing? Folks, this is Sunday, and I always record this podcast on Sunday. You put it together during the week, and on Sunday, I put it, you know, I begin recording it. Uh, in a few months, I'm going to begin doing stand-up again, so obviously I'm going to have to change uh, when I record this, it won't be any change for you. It'll still come out Sunday, but when I record, it will be a little bit different, most likely. And um, because it's Sunday, I went to through the supermarket to grab a few things. Right, everybody does that. I go early in the morning, you know, because if you go to the supermarket early in the morning, you do not have to deal with a lot of people in line. You don't have to deal with it, and it's fantastic. But sometimes an interesting thing happens to you. And something interesting happened to me. Right? I go into the supermarket early in the morning. I grab this. Uh, I need to get a couple of these. A couple of whoop-de-whoops. A couple of blip-de-blams. A jar of lop de flop de flop And a half gallon of blop de blop de bloop A couple of boxes of whoop de flop de whip And a couple of hoo-hoo-hoos, right? You get in line. I get in line behind the, these two ladies. One lady is an older lady, and she's got the kind of stuff that it looks like with her age and the amount of stuff she has on the counter, she's planning on that being the last time she ever goes to a supermarket ever because she's about 90, and I think that she has enough food on there for the next 10 years. I put it to you this way. She ain't going to make it to finish off all that food. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She was probably only 70. And yes, there was a lot of stuff. I was trying to make a joke. You're laughing. You should be ashamed of yourself. Back to what I was going to say in the first place. So she's doing her thing and she's a sweetheart, man. She's, she's going, being, you know, engaging me in conversation. She's really sharp. She's cool. She's a nice lady. I'm talking to her. She's talking to me, right? We're having a great time. There's a lady between us who hasn't looked up from her phone yet. She's, you know, kind of doing her thing, whatever. And I notice that she's a very cute lady, right? And, but I, but who cares? You know what I mean? It has no, I'm not trying to pick anybody up. I'm just going to take my stuff home. I have one basket full of things. She also has a huge cart full of things, right? And then she looks up at me, right? And I look at her and I nod like, hello. And she looks at me and it becomes very, very apparent that she has good taste in dudes because she thinks I'm cute. And quite frankly, <laughs> I don't blame her because <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm going to kiss myself on the hand. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I don't blame you, ladies. <laughs> Moving on. So what's going on now is, is, is she's flirting and I'm going, OK, cool. You know, that had happened sometimes. You see somebody you think they're cute. You think they're cute. You're not really going to do anything. You're just doing a little light flirting. But I don't flirt really hard. I just, you know, because I don't want to waste my time flirting and flirting and flirting hard with someone who's going to go in one direction and I'm going to go in another direction. It's a waste of time. But I do a little light flirting and she does heavier flirting. And I'm thinking, hmm. Well, 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 beautiful sister, you know, roughly my age, maybe a little younger. All righty. Mm -hmm. ah, I don't see a wedding ring on a finger. Fantastic. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> right. And we're talking and then she goes, hey, you know what? You don't have that much stuff. You can get in front of me. All right. Well, that's very nice of you, young lady. Thank you very much. <laughs> I move in front of her. Fantastic. She's behind me. Even more fantastic. And the next thing I know, the next thing I know, I look back. 
and she's staring at me. Fantastic. I'm already liking this, right? But I didn't even realize what line I was actually in at the supermarket. The line I was in at the supermarket, there was a cashier there that always flirts with the kid. And by the kid, I mean me. And I enjoy it, right? We're not, I'm not going to do anything with her. She's not going to do anything with me. But it's fun to do the flirt thing. You know, the kind of fun flirt thing where you're not going to jump on top of each other, but you enjoy flirting, that kind of thing. Fantastic. So now I got the lady behind me and she's flirting. And I got the lady behind the counter. And we flirt on a regular basis. Not a big deal. And all of a sudden, now the lady behind me is ratcheting it up a little more right and she's trying to get my attention away from the lady behind the counter lady behind the counter now starts working with the person that's in front of me and the lady that's flirting is behind me so I go back to the lady behind me and I'm talking to her and she's engaging me in the conversation fantastic but then it becomes rather clear that the flirting isn't because she thinks I'm cute no it's not that it's because she wants me to drive her home. And I didn't realize that at first I was a little insulted, right? But she's because sometimes people will tell on themselves. They'll tell on themselves. They don't realize they told on themselves, but they begin to tell on themselves, right? Instead of talking about stuff that had anything to do with me or trying to get to know me or having a conversation about me, I started noticing all the conversations were about how the hacks outside aren't there. There's no hacks outside. And for those of you that aren't from the northeast quarter of the United States and other countries, a hack in this particular region is a person who's just a regular person who sits outside of the supermarket, a regular person, not a, not a company, just a guy or a gal who has a car and they wait and you walk out, they go, hack man, hack man, hack man, or hack lady, hack lady, hack lady. And if you have groceries, you know, when you're having a difficult time home, they will give you a ride in their car to your home. And depending on the distance, it's usually about 10 American dollars, right? If it's not that far, it's 10 bucks. If it's further than that, obviously more. And she looks out there and she doesn't see any hackmen. Now, I know they're out there. They just left a few minutes ago, which means they'll be right back. So she's going to be fine, as it turns out, because there's about four or five of them. They'll, they'll all be back. Right. And she's a good, she's a really cute lady. So, you know, daggone well, they'll probably get into a knife fight over who gets the driver back to her house. Right. So I'm a little bummed out because I thought I had two cute ladies flirting with me. One is actually flirting with me. And I thought this one was really flirting with me, but she ain't flirting with me. She's flirting with the mighty Toyota Camry. And she just keeps talking and talking about, oh, you know, are you driving? Because if you need a hack, they're not out there. Yes, I'm driving. Oh, you're driving. You know, because it's the gas prices. the big Well, actually, you know, gas prices are not really a big deal because I drive a you know Toyota Camry. Oh, you drive a Toyota Camry. Oh, my God. You probably just, you know, you know how people are. You know what's funny about you is because I have a friend of mine who's a Toyota Camry. And I'm telling you right now, he always, he always keeps so much stuff in his trunk. Actually, I don't know. I have to keep a lot of stuff in my trunk. I keep my. Oh, so you don't have any stuff in your trunk, and you have a car. Okay, I'm going to ask another question to see whether or not I can convince you to drive me home. Well, she didn't actually say that part, but she said that part without saying that part. If you know what I mean. And that's what's going on the whole time, right? Now here's the thing: I don't know this lady. You think I'm going to let somebody I don't know get in my car with me? No. I am not an Uber. I am not a Lyft. That is absolutely not going to happen because you don't know who this person is, right? This person just told on themselves instead of just coming out and asking a person so I could just go, nope, not going in your direction, which is exactly what I would have said. 
even if be, but I have to even tell you what direction. Yeah, well, the direction of your house is not to my house, which means that ain't the right direction. <laughs> I wouldn't have been that rude, but you get the point, right? So it becomes very apparent that she was only flirting with me just to get into my car, man. But she has a shopping cart and there are hacks out there. She'll be fine. Right. And when it became apparent, even though I did it very politely, when it became apparent that I was absolutely not going to give her a ride in the car, all of a sudden the smiles and the batting of the eyes and the snake and the laughing at nothing in particular, but the bucket and the tapping on my arm and the dip and the bumping into me. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> all of a sudden it was like die, bastard, die. <laughs> she told on herself. And once she told on herself, I knew what the situation was and I wasn't interested. And I wasn't interested for many, many reasons. One, I was in a hurry. Two, I, well, actually one, I don't know you. Two, I was in a hurry. But I just had this bad feeling because she just kind of looked suspicious. Once I got off with, over the glow of this cutie flirting with me, I realized, wait a second, right? When that, that glow wore off, I started looking at her objectively, like I would look at anyone else and objectively to see what the situation was. And it was only th one thing missing from her talking was some music behind her that goes, dun, 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 because she looks suspicious as hell. Now, I'm not saying the worst case scenario could have happened. I'm not saying that. Right. But the last thing I wanted to do was wind up a news story. Hi, I'm news person. And in the news tonight, middle aged idiot drives strange woman back to the house with some groceries that she bought. And of course, he wound up. She he helped her up on the porch with the groceries. Four dudes walked out, whooped his ass, took his groceries, robbed them and dropped them in the dish ditch. And when he woke up, he was too embarrassed to tell the story to his friends. <laughs> and I don't blame him. I mean, come on, man. What was you, you took a strange woman? I know this is unprofessional of me to say this on the news, but you're really an idiot. Okay, I should actually come over to your house and slap you around myself for being stupid. We're gonna be back right after this commercial, but just to let this guy know, his name is S. Anthony Thomas. He's a comedian and podcaster. I just wanted to point out that he tried to be anonymous with the fact that he let this cutie fool him into driving her home so he could get his behind whooped. But I want to point out that his name is S. Anthony Thomas. He is a comedian and podcaster. So if you see him, please laugh at him and let him know that I, the anchor of your local news, think he's a douche. Also, during the commercial, we're going to laugh at him, mock him, and put up memes of a, a middle-aged fat guy who's rapidly shrinking, but still a fat guy right now. We're going to show pictures of him getting his butt whooped. We don't actually have any film of it. But with the with the powers of technology and the fact that we actually took his picture off of the Internet, you're going to see a whole lot of memes of him getting knocked down by four dudes while running after a hottie. <laughs> God, he's stupid. Go to commercials so we can laugh hysterically at him. I didn't want that to happen. Now, the odds are it would just been a ride to the lady's house and I would have put the stuff out. I know. But I don't like being manipulated. I can't stand that crap. I hate it. That's so why I'm not a big fan. So I, when I was a kid, I used to love politics. I used to love it. I got a kick out of watching the people on the news getting all frustrated sometimes and excited sometimes. I got a kick out of watching the big board. You'd watch each state turn one color or another or, 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 or before colors, they'd have a picture of the candidate on there or they'd have their name on the state or something like that. And it was funny watching which parts of the country liked which person and which parts of the country like didn't like that person. And this is what 
what cities like this person, what cities didn't like that person. I used to get a kick out of it because at that time there was no, you know, there was no Twitter and no Facebook. So essentially to find out what the country actually really felt about a person or really felt about a movement, you had to wait for the news or you had to wait until there was some elections. You really didn't know what the heck was going on. Yes, they had polls, but they weren't as good as the polls we have now. They didn't have them like they have now. They couldn't go, well, uh, this particular candidate is winning this particular street corner. That's right. They didn't have that back then. But if you really think about it, what is an election essentially? It is a country telling on itself just like that lady at the store told on herself at first i thought she thought i was a cutie and all of that crap but as the only thing that she thought was cute was my car and that's all she cared about and when she found out i wasn't gonna let her in my car all of a sudden she looked at me like die bastard you know what i'm talking about politicians do that to you all the time right they're like that lady in the supermarket they bat their eyes at you right they tell you how cute they are they take a picture with the baby right if they're in a rural area where people work with their hands all of a sudden they show up with their shirt sleeves rolled up right they put on a cowboy hat or they'll put on a hard hat even though they haven't had done a physical labor in 15 20 even 30 years you know what i'm talking about right all of a sudden, they want to start skeet shooting. All of a sudden, they, they decide they want to ride some horses, even though they haven't ridden a horse since they went to the zoo when they were five. All of that crap. They go into a factory and they start pointing that stuff and looking off into the distance. So when a photographer takes a picture of him, it looks like he's actually concerned about the jobs that he's actually going to sell out and send overseas later on. And I'm not talking about any particular politicians. I'm talking about politicians in general. Right. The simple fact that their job title is used as a pejorative ought to tell you something. Right. If somebody goes, what are you, a comedian? You go, hey, I'm kind of funny. Right. <laughs> what are you, a politician? What? How dare you? That's what I'm talking about. But in many cases, politicians tell on themselves. And it's our job to listen to them when they tell on themselves. It doesn't matter what letters next to their name, usually, right? How many times have you seen a person run for office that was a pretty nice guy or gal? They're honest people. They act you know, people dig into their past, can't really find anything because the person's a good person. They're a smart person. They're a capable person, but they don't look like they belong on television. They look a little ruffled in their suit. She's not as cute as the ladies on, on cable news. He's not as handsome as the guys on cable news. You wouldn't want to have a beer with him. You wouldn't want to date her and vice versa. If you're a lady, you wouldn't want to date him. You wouldn't want to hang out with her. Granted, they're not as qualified as the person that's not as good looking as the other person or not as smooth as the other person. But hey, right? They're telling themselves all the time. All the time. And a lot of times we don't listen. Every once in a while someone good will slip through and they'll do some good stuff 
And then as soon as they leave, the next person comes in and goes, hey, they actually helped the American people. And that really doesn't help the people in power. So guess what? I am going to go in and be the complete whore that the person before the last person was. I'm going to get money, get rid of all the good stuff that person did, make my money disappear. And if somebody else good slips in and fixes some crap, then the next piece of crap's going to come in and override all the good stuff they did and get the money and move on. That's the cycle we're on. But we see that all the time, yet we don't listen. Our politicians have been telling on themselves for decades, right? For hundreds of years. And what have we done? Nothing but keep putting the same pieces of crap in. They tell on themselves all the time, yet we don't listen. Look, elections coming up on Tuesday. And just like every other election, what happens? The country tells on itself. You can tell what the country is by what happens at the end of elections. If there's an election and people don't show up, all you're saying is, is that the people that don't show up to vote, all you're saying is, I don't care about this crap. You're told on yourself. So when something bad happens, stop complaining, please. You didn't participate. Now, I know people are going to get upset with me. Man, but the thing is, but the vote. Listen, if there's a better system, guess what you're going to have to do to get that better system in place? Exactly. You're going to have to vote on it. So you're either going to have to vote to keep pieces of crap out of office or you're going to have to vote to change the system. Either way, you're going to have to sit in a booth with a, with a curtain behind you and push some buttons or twist some levers or push some push screens. You're going to have to do it anyway. Right? But the country tells on itself after every election. That's what it does. Wednesday morning, my friends, you're going to find out exactly what type of country you have. It's going to be either one thing or it's going to be another thing. And depending on which side of the fence, there's going to be a whole lot of people that are happy on this side of the fence and a whole or a whole lot of people happy on that side of the fence. But either way, no matter which group is happy, everybody's going to have to deal with what's put in place. On Tuesday, this country is going to tell on itself. It's going to say what it is now. Now, when I have older relatives that were talking to me about what happened in the 50s and the 60s, and they talked about how the turmoil that was going through, all the violence that was happening, all the things that were happening in the country during the time when they were young people, young adults, and every day the country was telling on itself. It was telling them what it thought of them. You can't drink here. You can't go here. You can't work here. You can't live here. And even after election, after election, after election, none of that changed. So what was the country telling them then? The country was telling on itself. The country was saying, we don't like you. We tolerate you. You entertain us. Okay, that's all you're good for. Don't expect right. Nope, you can't have good stuff. Not going to happen. Sorry. Time goes by. People vote. People participate. People fight back. People protest. People do the things they need to do. And all of a sudden, 
the situation improves. It's not perfect, but it gets a lot better, right? It's a lot better for people like me than it was for people like my parents and my grandparents. Much, much better. Is it where it needs to be? Absolutely not. But is it better than it was before? On the surface, yes, it is. But what about right now? Are we not sliding a little bit further back into that era hmm? where all of a sudden you can't go to this location? You can't barbecue here. You can't sell water here. You can't canvas here. You can't drive here. Here's the thing, my friends. Not only is the country telling on itself with its elections, it's telling on itself with its electronics and computers. Because before, you would see people getting hit with hoses on the six o'clock news, right? But now there's cameras everywhere. And now we're seeing what a lot of people are actually like. You shouldn't be sleeping here. You don't belong in this building. You don't belong in the store. Get out of my country. Hey, you, uh, he's going to get you out of here. And we're seeing this. And I'll be honest with you. As a per, who I am, you know who I am. You know what I look like. You know where I come from. You don't, you think, you don't think I've had to deal with that before. See, at the time, there weren't any cameras. They didn't have a camera. There were no cell phone cameras when I was walking from uh, climbing out of the bed with my girlfriend, getting dressed to go to work. When all of a sudden I'm walking down the street and a bunch of police cars pull up and they got guns in my face saying I fit the description and talking about crimes that took place. Keep in mind, I know the place that they were talking about, and I know that there were no crimes that took place in that location. Nowadays, if somebody had a camera, there would be this hashtag, and there would be a hashtag, you know, maybe talking about Save S. Anthony, right? Save S. Anthony. There'd be hashtags all over the place because people would see it. And when I would explain it to people, the people that looked like me and people that lived near people that looked like me, they understood. But there was a lot of other people that thought I was exaggerating. And the person that thought I was exaggerating and that person who thought I was exaggerating, they told on themselves. Why would I make that up? Why would I make up a situation where I could have easily been killed if I sneezed? Or if I drop something out of my hand and reach to get get it really quickly, I could be dead right now. Right? The people that believed me, knew me, could see the, the look on my face, could hear it in my voice, could understand the, that what I was talking about. The people that didn't believe me chose not to because they should have known me well enough to know I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't make anything like that up. Those people told on themselves. Most people were Facebook friends for a while. And I'm going, well, you know, maybe they didn't believe at that particular time. But, you know, I just I don't want to not accept their friend requests. You know what I mean? I got rid of them back then. They didn't really know. I mean, I kind of let them go away because they told on themselves. I let them slip away. I don't want someone who's so unconcerned about so locked into an ideology that they don't even have concern for my physical being. I don't want them around me. I let them slip away. I let the relationships just kind of wither the same way if you have a plant crawling up the side of your building and you chop off the base at first the plant looks no different right but because there's no nutrients going to the to the plant on the wall it just withers up dries up and falls off and that's what i allowed to happen in that friendship i didn't go hang out with him 
I didn't necessarily, I didn't call them when they called. The calls were kind of short at the time. I didn't mind just letting it happen. I was, I just let it, I was kind of, I kind of punked out on those relationships, let them just kind of die. Whereas now I would go, look, man, I wouldn't make something like that up, blah, blah, blah. And I would make it a point to let them know why I wasn't messing with them anymore. They told on themselves. Now, even if we take something as serious as what I'm talking about out of the equation, just look around you, my friends, and ask yourself, are there people around you telling on themselves, telling you who they really, really, really are? Is there a friend that's always there for the pizza, always there to hang out, always there to watch the UFC fights, always there for the parties, always there when they can benefit in some way, not give anything back. Not that you would need them to give something back, but they are never there when you really, really need them. And then, and then, when you really need a friend, and you don't even ask for that much, because I don't ask for favors. I usually can handle everything by myself, you know. So when I ask for a favor of my friends, they'll show the hell up like like the damn SWAT team, because, well, you're asking for something? They'll show up. And you have those friends. I'm sure you do. But you also have those friends that are always conveniently absent when they need to contribute to the friendship. When they need to contribute to the relationship, when they need to contribute to the, the crew of dudes or the crew of ladies, that's your friends. They're always away. They're telling on themselves. Now, I'm not talking about if one time they can't help you move furniture. I'm not talking about that circumstances may happen. They may have a sick kid. They may have a job. They may not feel well. They may be t- I'm not talking about that. But if they routinely are not available for anything that doesn't necessarily and directly benefit them, they're telling on themselves. When people tell on themselves, make sure you listen. When society tells on itself, make sure you listen. When it's time to vote and you want to see which direction the country is going in, one way or the other, just watch Wednesday morning and see what happens. The country you live in right now and the country I'm in right now and live in right now is the United States of America. On Wednesday, when you wake up, even if this, if the, unless the decisions take longer, when you wake up Wednesday, you will now know what country you live in because the country will tell on itself. When something tells on itself, you should listen. You really, really should. Well, folks, that has been episode number 341 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for hanging out with me all these years. Obviously, this is a a little more serious episode at the end than normal. And uh, next week, we'll resume with the wacky stories that that I tell on this podcast. But I felt that this is something that I needed to say on this particular occasion. Um, I just want to thank you guys for hanging out with me, giving me all this love and all the support. Um, this podcast is everywhere. I could list the places that it is, but as I, when I go and look on where, how many places that this podcast plays, it'd be easier to tell you the places that it doesn't. And quite frankly, there is no place that this podcast isn't. It's everywhere. Stitcher radio, uh, iHeart radio, tune in radio, iTunes. Um, if, if, if a place plays a, a podcast, this podcast is there subscribe to it rate and review this podcast tell your friends about this podcast i'd really really appreciate it uh we're trying to grow this as big as possible obviously 
my email address, and I have only one email address because I don't need to be trying to keep track of 85 email addresses, is talk2santhony at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-T-O-S-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. I'm on social media. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Um, my Twitter was at S. Anthony Thomas for me, at S. Anthony Says for this show. I'm on Instagram, at, at S. Anthony Thomas. Look. I'm everywhere, baby, like oxygen. All you got to do is go to Google and type in S. Anthony Thomas. All my crap will pop up. You dig? Fantastic. Now, folks, I'm going to get this get this over with. And uh, as you know, well, maybe you don't know because there's some new people. Basically, the second I end this show, I edit it up and I put it online. I automatically begin working on next week's show. So to those of you that have written to me and start referencing things, uh, don't be upset if I don't remember exactly what I said, because this is the 341st episode of this thing. <laughs> I've been doing this for five years. So just like anything else, if something happened in episode 17, I may not remember it. Uh, you know, uh, I've done a couple of a uh, couple of uh, interview shows and, you know, the, the what happens is the interviewer will do some research on the podcast and me um, so they can know what questions to ask and things of that nature. And a lot of times what they'll do is they'll reference something. And remember that time a guy when you were talked about uh, tires, <laughs> I'm going, uh, no, and they, they sound disappointed. You don't remember that, but you wrote it. I said, yeah, but I mean, I mean, what episode was that? It was episode 22. What? That's not, not the actual episode, but you get the point. So. Uh, if you're referencing something and you want to ask me a question about it, please, 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 please put the number of the episode in it. And I use this, this, this email address for both podcasts. My other podcast is the S. Anthony Thomas show on anchor. So let me know which podcast you're talking about. <laughs> okay. And which episode you're talking about. If you want to ask me a specific question about that. But quite frankly, what you should be doing when you, when you, when you uh, send an email to yours truly is, you should start out with, thank you for being a delicious chocolate genius. You're a double incredible man. I would like nothing more than to hug you and talk about how incredible you are to your face. You, you could start off all the letters with that. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for stopping by and listening to me talk about this weird crap like you've been doing for five years. We will be resuming our regular comedy scheduling next week. And I want to thank you for more than you ever know. Now, folks, I'm about to say goodbye, and I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye, and I want you to do it with me on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Yeah.